I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? Justin, today we are joined by intergalactic pro wrestling family man, toy maker, and lifelong collector, Yuma. Yuma, how are you? Thank you so much for coming. I'm great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to do this. Now, before we get to our main topic this week, which is going to be Phantom Menace, yes. uh, a toy line and film that all three of us love, and I think we can, we're all going to have a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to it, did either of you guys get any toys this week? I got a Yoda character, a, a Grogu character car Hot Wheel for my son, which um, uh, which I really, I don't really like a lot of the character cars. I like the Disney ones more than the Star Wars ones. They seem to get cartoons better into the car shapes, but the Gro- we, we got everything Grogu, so I had to have it. And I was surprised when you roll it, his head pops up and he has a little frog in his mouth. That's awesome. Like it had a, it had a gimmick we weren't expecting. <laughs> And then um, I got the um, Snake Eyes basic movie line um, Snake Eyes figure. Um, I'm not big on uh, six inch really. So if I can get them for around $10, I'm much more likely. And uh, these have way more articulation than the the Marvel uh, film basics that have no knee joints or like anything. So I was like, okay, I got to check this out. It was nine bucks on Amazon. And the figure is awesome. The articulation is great. It has an action feature, but you don't even know it's there because it's built into the waist. So that that was what I got this week toy-wise. I got a, I got a little Hot Wheels from me, me and my son. And I got a really cool Snake Eyes figure that was only 9 bucks. That's great. Blake, what did you get this week? Oh, I finally finished the uh, first Marvel Legends Disney Plus wave with WandaVision, Loki, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it has the U.S. agent... The White Vision, which you I know love. what we want to see, Blake. We I'm get- see- <laughs> <laughs> and of course the build a figure yeah! Captain America, which <sighs> you know I, I debated a lot because the it's a lot easier if you just want him to get mm-hmm. the select, which has the wings. Yeah, but the more I thought about it, the more I really did want this Vision and Wanda from this show because not only have all three of these shows been, in my opinion, awesome, Definitely. but I've been doing another show about the Disney plus shows that have like reconnected me and an old college friend. And I was like, well, I want, I want something to remember this, these important shows to me now. So, but it's a, it's an incredible figure. The wings are great. They've got like a lot of articulation that you can just Whoa. kind of bend and flap. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was one of those things probably my only complaint is the red wing like hole to get him in there is really shallow. Oh, he so doesn't stay in well, huh? No, so I'm trying to find another solution to that. But otherwise, if you're going to buy a whole wave for a build a figure, this is the wave to buy cuz you know, at first you're like, oh, I got to get all of them just to get these wings, but is is T is the TVA jacket Loki in that wave? Is yeah. he Yeah. Okay, I wasn't He's sure. Here as well with the variant on the back. Uh, probably that's great. the yeah, probably right. a lot. I was most hesitant about that one, and now that the show's out and just killing I mean, it entirely. That's what I was going to actually ask you if you were hesitant on completing the wave because of that, because he seemed out of place. We hadn't seen him yet. The outfit was strange to all of us. Even if you've read comics, it was still a little like, what, what is this Loki? So yeah, I was curious if that may have stopped anybody from getting the wings. Yeah. And he comes with in the build a figure, the stand 
and like and Red Wing. So it's not even the most necessary one to have. I t- I tell you what, if this was like like when Toy Biz still had the Marvel, we would have gotten that. We would have gotten that yeah. at Comic Con. We would have gotten fifth. 50s 60s like black and white wanda we would have gotten that for sure and if we were to get it now it's going to cost 250 dollars. you got to fund it on hasbro pulse uh but exactly <laughs> but man that was the, every episode of that show i was like yeah i want a marvel legend of that one too yep. and yep am toy, i gonna just shows beyond toy Edit, all of them incredible i was like i keep Every now and then be like, man, you know, Star Wars hasn't really made a lot of things recently that I feel like need a toy. But every Marvel episode, I'm like, yeah, I want uh, I want that alligator Loki, right? I want yep. him. I want him right Have now. To. Have to. <laughs> oh, I bet you a year from now, there'll be every kind of alligator Loki. Plush oh. and... Oh, oh that's everything. the new that's the new Grogu. We're gonna just crank that out. It's it's weird. We get like a, a new greenish baby every year. It was Groot <laughs> and then Yoda and now alligator. We just love a little green crap and we especially if it's got a little bit of clothes on. Like, I've been yeah. about it since Pokemon. Bulbasaur has been my favorite. That little green boys brought me a lot of good times. Something about green. Oh, color of money. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Nine-year-old me, just obsessed with money. <laughs> so I haven't gotten much lately, so I, I say we jump right into the topic at hand here. Let's do it. They are good. They are evil. They are alien. They are wise. And they are available. At Toys R Us, you can find the complete collection from Star Wars Episode One. It's a selection of epic proportions, and they are waiting. Toys R Us. The year was 1999, as we all know. Where were you? Where were you living? What was your set the scene of what was going on with you in 1999? Okay, so it's kind of funny because... uh, for the most part, I've always kept my age very vague because it's just something I have a weird like fun with when it comes to wrestling fans and, and fans of other things I do. Uh, but but now we're just going to give it away. I was 11 years old in May of 1999. I was at, I, I, a Catholic school student. Both my parents worked there. I had been loving Star Wars for only about six years. Uh, my mom had tried to get me to watch Star Wars since I was like, I think since I was like a baby baby and I just couldn't do it. I would never get past um, Leia putting the, uh, the Death Star plans in R2. I never got further than that at any time. Something clicked 93 obsessed. All I cared about, like nothing else, nothing else. I I'd forget to breathe because all I cared about was star Wars. So we lived through the special edition, which blew my mind. I loved every bit of it. It's how I learned about human Jabba existing only to be replaced with really bad looking java that i still love so you know i I jumped in at a good time because it was as soon as i started watching pretty much um or or started liking it like not too much later i think it was only two christmases and then boom power of the force 2 star wars toys and i was like whoa 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 every single one gotta have gotta have them so of course a new one that no one ever thought would come out you know, I was like, I, I got to have it all. So that my birthday was is uh, June 10th. So it was like two weeks after that. So 
I wasn't too um, too uh, uh, beggy before the movie because I wanted toys ahead of time. I remember I got this entertainment magazine at a, a B. Dalton bookstore and it had some stills and some it makes me think of how now you get the variety uh, or the entertainment weekly. I think they do those, those yeah. shoots yeah. where you get those, those like few photos that just set your mind on fire. I had a magazine that had that and I had the TV guide with Qui-Gon on the cover. So it's like, I'd seen enough hype imagery that I was like, okay, I definitely want this guy. I want this guy, but my birthday's coming up. So I'm not going to get too crazy. So unfortunately I didn't get to go to the midnight. Um, I begged, I begged. I, that's that I did beg to go. I wasn't even going to ask for stuff. I just wanted to be a part of it. Um, I would have fallen asleep. I would have never made it. Uh, but, um, I just remember, I just remember it was, it was just, it was like a hot Wednesday and I couldn't see a midnight showing I'm a little ass kid. My parents were like, absolutely not. Um, and so I just remember all day at school, just waiting to get out of school to go see this movie, waiting out to go. Just, I wanted to go so bad. We didn't even go to our regular theater. We went to a theater by the school just because I didn't want to wait an extra minute to see it. And we see it and there was a toy store in the mall. And I was just like, we have to go to the KB now. Now, now that I've seen it, I need everybody. I need everybody. I wanted everybody. And I got so many for my birthday. I got so <laughs> many. I think before the movie, all I had um, gotten was uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. I think I got those before the movie and then everything else came on my birthday. Oh, I got Darth Maul. I got the, the first Darth Maul. So I got those three. And um, and then on my birthday was when the real flood, the real joy came. Oh man, like I can I can picture it, I can feel it. Like it 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 takes me back to <laughs> a simpler time in my life. Um, where did you grow up at? Oh, um, so I'm actually from Chula Vista, a little city at the bottom of San Diego. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, um. And my parents, like I said, my parents worked at the Catholic school I was at, and uh, my mom was really into sci-fi. She was really into, um, she liked Dune, um, you know, Star Trek. Uh, she read a lot of uh, like Isaac Asimov books, uh, things like that. Like you know, she, my mom's mega nerd, mega mega nerd. She's a teacher and everything, so um, she she kind of passed that all down to me. The nerdiness came from mom, um, uh, but my dad's actually a big Star Wars fan too. He saw it on opening day, just taking a chick on a date. She had mentioned wanting to see it, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, my dad was just a cool guy, and uh, wow. so yeah. So I grew up in, in San Diego, and um, you know, we um, uh, with I didn't go to Comic Con until I was in high school, but you know, just still every year, even as a little kid, knowing about it, hearing about it, kids with older brothers and sisters that would go, hearing about it and stuff. So like that hype and that nerdiness was always just a really big part of San Diego in general. You know, we had a lot of really good comic shops. Um, you know, we had a lot of really nice theaters, so it's like, it was, it was just a good place to be, to be a, a, a fan of like, you know, pop culture, you know, lots of music and all that. It was just a great place to be. And then once I, you know, was able to drive and, and, and go to comic con and stuff, it was just even easier to, to, to just be the biggest freaking star Wars nerd. <laughs> okay. So this is, this is very interesting to me. Like they mentioned Chula Vista and all of that. There was, so I grew up probably about 30 miles up the five from there in uh, Mission Viejo. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And uh, that's where I was for, I was at that Toys R Us for the midnight on sale. Oh, dude, I can't, I can't tell you how many uh, good toys. The one off Oso, Oso Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've gotten so many, so many good toys at that Oso uh, Toys R Us over the years. Once I started driving, I would go that far. (laughs) Once I started driving, I would go the other way. (laughs) Yes, dude, I'm telling you. Nothing puts gas in the tank like toys. <laughs> I eventually I would end up working at that Toys R Us. Uh, oh, that's I crazy. worked there from actually the fall of '99 until uh, 2004, I think. Okay, so I probably would have just missed you because um, I I really started going there often uh, in 2005. I moved to El Segundo to train to be a professional wrestler. Uh, I went to the same school that John Cena, The Miz, um, Samoa Joe, uh, a lot of really big wrestlers, um, uh, Victoria, just tons, tons of Chris Masters, tons of people came out of UPW. And um, what I would do is, you know, I I lived alone. I had no friends in L.A. and all my friends were in San Diego. So I would go to wrestling school like four nights or three nights and then Saturday afternoon. And then I would go home every Saturday. I'd go home for like a day and a half, do my laundry. And you better believe I hit every dang Toys R Us on the way down and every single one on the way up. And the Oso one was like always where I got my best. Some my best wrestling scores ever were at were always at that one. That was a uh, what they referred to as an A volume store. And oh. it was a lot of the times second only to the Times Square store and sales. Oh, so wow. the amount of merchandise that came through that Oso Toys R Us was greater than any other Toys R Us in California or in the West Coast. That's so crazy. it became a lot easier to find stuff there than other stores because the volume was just that much bigger. Oh, man. And that's great. And you know, it's funny. I've actually I did get to go to the Times Square Toys R Us. Uh, I was in show choir in high school and we were performing in New York. And uh, I got in trouble on the very first night, and I didn't get to go on the evening tour. Me and my buddy broke an elevator in the Hilton in Times Square. And we we got out of being in trouble. Like, the, the techs were cool. They didn't, like, you know, fine us or anything. But our director was like, you guys are staying in the hotel room, and that's it. And a couple hours had gone by. And he was like, do you guys want to get something to eat? And I was like, yes, inside Toys R Us. Let's go. <laughs> and so we went and I spent all my tourist money, all my New York money. I spent it all on the Attack of the Clones preview figures. It was it nice. was when they had put up the, the Astromech, the Zam, the Clone Trooper, and oh, and a, uh, was it a Django? No, 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 no Django. There's one more. And drive right, me nuts. I think it I was know. Django. Was it superposed Django? Like he's like sideways almost? Like the, yeah. That's maybe right. Yeah. So I, I got all the, like literally like we got that. And then we got an RC car to play within the hotel because we were we were busted. So I spent all my money the first night just on Attack of the Clones uh, preview figures. I mean, I love that like. I feel like if you hadn't bought those and it just bought like some sort of souvenir, you wouldn't remember it. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Like everyone else was saving their money. Uh, Cause we went to, it was, it was, it was like right after nine 11. And so like, there was a lot of like, um, uh, like, like souvenirs where the money went towards those families. 
and like everybody spent their money there and i was just like oh i spent mine already like so i was the shitty kid that didn't care about the families and just bought himself star wars <laughs> i was actually in the oso toys r us at work when 9 11 happened oh that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's wild. Uh, man yeah it our was... manager made the insane decision to stay open okay you guys were an a volume store you know you gotta gotta make sure right it was, i mean it was 2001 what would have been on what would have been on the shelves what probably x-men x-men movie toys yep uh, simpsons uh yeah yeah the spider-man um the green goblin that that, that yep. whole wave would have been out um yeah. some really some really good titantron wwf toys yes yeah, there would have been, been a lot on the shelves. Maybe he was wise to stay open. I don't know. Look, if I was out hitting toys that is stores that day, I would have been happy that <laughs> the Toys R Us was open. And you know what? I, I, it's, it's, it's weird to think back like the way people coped with that that day. Who knows? You know, maybe someone scared was just like, you know what? I, I need to go get some toys. You know, I don't know if that's more of a modern thing because I feel like nowadays we're quicker to, um we're quicker to get an endorphin release from something like that. Something that's pleased us since childhood. And I think that's why toy collecting really boomed last year during the pandemic. People remembering, like having the time to sit down and think about what do I like? What have I always liked? And so it's like, I don't know, like maybe on that day, like someone was just like, I just need to feel good. I'm going to go buy some, some toys. And you know what that makes me think of? It brings me to the midnight and the photos that were, that circulated in the news the Midnight for Phantom Menace was insane. You've never seen so much red packaging in, in yep. one cart. Like people would literally, literally had like, like 75 plus single carded figures in one cart. And so yeah. were I mean, were you able, were you at the Midnight, Justin? Yeah, I started at the Mission Viejo Toys R Us and I got pretty much everything I was looking for, except for like a figure or two. And then I remember just like going up the five to Tustin and I ended up going to like five Toys R Us that night because yeah. they were open all night that night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was just a very surreal, bizarre experience because you still didn't know what any of these characters were really other than like young Jabba and a couple oh, yeah. of other things. Um, you hadn't seen any of these ships before. And every store had like a crazy display that I don't think we'll ever see again, like giant plastic ships and yeah, just, yeah, there was, was like crazy. hollow halves of ships, but they were like huge, 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 hey, like yeah, 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 exactly, so big, just like so impressive. And I remember it. I feel nowadays, I feel like something like that could like very easily turn violent. But oh, I remember yeah. <laughs> everybody just like being like just very pleasant with each other and helping each other out. No, oh, do you have this figure? Did you have that one? And like, because there was an initial rush at midnight and everyone grabbed everything and threw it in their carts. And then there was like a trading process where See, everyone cool. brought their carts right out of the circle and we're like, okay, I got two of this guy. And like we worked it out. Nowadays, I feel like a GI Joe collector would punch you in the face. Well, I, <laughs> I actually, I kind of have an example of 
the negative of a modern midnight and, and that positive of like that stop and trade. And did you get this? Like, Hey man, I got two of the, uh, the rogue one release. Um, I had worked 14 hours that day. Uh, I was a personal trainer, uh, on top of being a wrestler at the time. And I had all clients all day straight and I was exhausted, but I was like, I, I was like, I got to get these rogue ones at midnight. I, I just have to, um, uh, I did it for Force Awakens. I was like, I'm never missing a Force Friday. Like, I'm not going to. It was, it's like, I, I love this. So I get there and uh, I start making friends with a guy in line or whatever. And he was saying what he was looking for. And they come out. And they're like, hey, we only have four of the hover tank trooper. And I'm not even a Black Series guy. I, I like three, three quarters, you know. Um, and they're like, we only have four in this location. That's all we're getting until like this month or until whenever, you know, like this is what we have, guys. And they're like, we didn't put them in one spot, so no one could grab a bunch. They're like, we hid them throughout the Rogue One section. And everyone's like, all right, tight. Cool, cool. So um, we go in, and there's a guy at the front that, like, I have seen at, like, I had seen at, like, Midnight's for other stuff. And, like, he you could, he was just a scalper. You just knew he was. Um, and so he gets in there first. He's first in line. I was, like, fifth. We get in there, and mad dash. And, well, you know, people are grabbing. And then it starts to slow down. And then I see this guy has three out of the four hover tank troopers in his cart. And I was like, and it was a scalper guy. So I go over to the guy I made friends with and I was like, hey, did you get everything you want? And he was like, no, nah, man, I didn't get K2. And I didn't, of course, I didn't get the exclusive. And I was just like, I'll be right back. And I went over and I took, I took two out of his cart. So he only had one. And he was like, He's like, what do you think you're doing? And I went, you don't need those. And I kicked his cart like far. Like I, I, I did in wrestling, we call it a TNA kick. It's that spinning back kick. I spinning back kicked his cart and it just rolled. And he looked at me like he couldn't believe that anyone would do such a thing. And a bunch of people kind of looked at me like, what's wrong with this guy? And I went up and I gave my buddy, my new friend, the hover tank trooper. And I said, did anyone else not get an exclusive? And then they loved me, you know? So it's, it, and that guy didn't, that guy didn't do shit. He went and like talked to like an attendant and the attendant looked at me and he, and he was like, he's like, it's midnight, dude. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like he just That's didn't right. care. And so, so yeah, modern midnights, especially and like, man, like you said, these classified collectors, these GI Joe boys, man, they're getting into it at Target. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been rough out there. <laughs> but it's nice to hear that the that the Phantom Menace Midnight was peaceful because everything about Phantom Menace only a month later was not peaceful, and everybody. <laughs> I feel mad. like the launch of Phantom Menace was one of the last like kindnesses in nerd culture I saw because even. I was nine and my mom took me out of school that day to go see it at Randhurst theater in Skokie, Illinois. Oh. And when we got there, the line was of course huge. And my mom, of course, who was not like a pre buying person that you, there weren't a list tickets was like, <laughs> well, they have like one left. And this guy just walked up and was like, Hey, so I can't make it anymore. Do you guys just want my two tickets and my spot in line? And he was like fifth or sixth. And so we were both just like, yeah, it's a hundred percent what we'll do. Yeah. There was just something about that day where everyone was gentle and nice. And you're right. Then it launched a cascade <laughs> of, is it good? Is it bad? Did it ruin it? And and that is now how we talk about star Wars. I feel like weekly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a shame because 
I mean, the movies have always been a little bit divisive. You know, you'll have a, a, a guy who's been a fan for 40 years screaming Empire is the best ever. And there'll be a purist that calls A New Hope Star Wars. And he'll tell you that's the best. That's always been there. But you're right. It's like that that perfect Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, KFC, Mountain Dew action figures. 1999 is the last good year on the planet Earth. And this movie comes out that everyone never thought they would see. Some people love it more than anything. Some people hit, and like that was when it ended. That was the that was the period on the sentence of, well, of good in the world was Phantom Menace. It also marked the uh, probably the last time I was surprised we got more Star Wars. I feel like there's been two or three moments in my life where I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. And after the rise of Skywalker, someone was like, well, that's it, right? I was like, are you? This isn't no. 1999 nope. or 2005. Nope. No, as, <laughs> so, as, as soon as we got Force Awakens, I was like, we're getting Star Wars forever and ever. Yep. <laughs> and I'm okay. I, I mean, again, I'm uh, the same way Phantom, Phantom Menace is, is number three. If I were to rank them, that's my number three. And so that that breaks a lot of hearts. That makes me a lot of enemies. But uh, but again, I make a lot of enemies with my Star Wars. Like I love the sequels. I love every single bit of it. And you know the way you, Justin, you were mentioning the the Phantom Menace, like that that midnight. That was how I felt going into the Force Awakens one. Even though I went to the Attack of the Clones midnight, I went to the Episode Three midnight. You know, I got those toys at midnight. Um, but but the 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 Force Awakens one. It, like made me feel the same for the first time since 1999. Same. That was, I was here for the first time. I was with my ex-girlfriend. We were at the Chinese theater. I had brought my power of the force R2D2 from like 95. Yes. Had him in my pocket. Oh man, that was, that was it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it felt very similar. And, you know, I was a little heartbroken that we didn't get, you know, a Taco Bell tie in. It's it's weird. I always tell people that uh, I love Taco Bell. I love fast food. I'm a fast food freak. Um, and but when I eat Taco Bell, it tastes like the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes, that's what I tell I people. And when I watch that so well, right? When and when I watch Phantom Menace or hear Phantom Menace, that Pavlovian response, I taste, I taste Taco Bell. Yep. I really do. It tastes like a Mexican pizza and a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I can taste their nachos, their nacho cheese sauce in my mouth. It's it's like it's it's crazy, you know. I can taste the the gross. I can smell the Watto cup topper, that soft PVC. I still have my I my Sebulba, my Watto, my Captain Tarples, and I think I have an Anakin Pod Racer. I would like to complete that collection, but. Uh, I'm not really a completionist on many things, but but I do want the rest of the cups. <laughs> uh, I may be able to help you with that. All right, hell yeah. <laughs> I uh, so I was quite a bit older than you guys uh, in '99, and I was uh, I was like a punk teenager who like went through his like crazy phase after high school like i didn't go i had a i had a a gap like half decade between high school and film school Um, and this was in the middle of that so i I did everything involving this movie uh i flew out to colorado for 
the first convention. Oh, the, the first uh, celebration? Yeah, the first celebration. That's so sick. Uh, which was really wild. Um, it happened in a bunch of tents and it was pouring rain and rain was like flooding out the tents. Like it was oh. crazy, but it was still like a really like fun, just like interesting thing. Uh, and then I did the Midnight Toy release, and then I camped out for Phantom Menace for two weeks. Two uh, weeks? Hell yeah, that's, yeah. So, that's so insane. <laughs> in front of uh, the big Newport uh, in Newport Beach. Oh, I don't um, think I've ever seen a movie there. I worked at a Chinese restaurant during the day and then would like have, so a buddy of mine would stay in the tent while I was working at the Chinese restaurant. And then we'd switch and I'd come and stay all night there. <laughs> That's so sick. And it's weird to think about because it's like, this is 99. You don't have a smartphone to nope. distract your brain. You're you're literally, you're waiting. <laughs> Maybe um, you had a Game I, Boy we, and we, Tetris. We, That's we, all we had then. Flashlight well, on the we, shoulder, playing yeah. some Pokemon. <laughs> we eventually went and brought our television. Okay. I was going to say, you had to do something eventually. Um, so we did have a television. So we were just watching the first three movies over and over and over again. That's and so by the second week, there were about a hundred people out there. Damn, that grew pretty quick. It was, it was pretty wild. Man, just, I don't know. It just gives me like, like weirdly positive chills. Just thinking about that time and, watching the news and all the people scream like shaking the news camera screaming it's going to be the best movie ever and then the news the next day so, i'll I, never forget the next day my mom because i obviously loved it we immediately yeah. went to toys r us i bought the like the darth maul extendable lightsaber and swung nice. it around my the, the driveway for hours after uh. And the next day she was like reading the newspaper and like had my breakfast ready for me because she was a good mother and was like so people, uh, they don't seem to like this movie. And I think it was the first time I ever just was like, well, mom, they're idiots. <laughs> and, just like, and she just looked at me and I was like, I thought it was great. One thing that's like so different from the release of The Phantom Menace and the release of The Rise of Skywalker and the, and the new sequels, the amount of toys. There yes. were so many toys when Phantom Menace came out and so many figures and I feel like that's something that I feel bad for kids today that like Star Wars because you don't have that crazy wide variety of those three and three quarter inch figures. Dude, and I, that's what was so fun about the toys. I, I'm I am still irrationally furious at how we didn't get any. Well, I guess we got like two. Any three and three quarter for episode nine, and and it what it's what crazy. bothers me what bothers me the most is, uh, the Force Awakens was like a crazy leap in quality of the three and three quarter with the five points, you know, not worrying about articulation, just worrying about the sculpt and 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 imagination, you know, and I was like, wow, like these Phantom Menace figures are crazy, like like this these are really good. And then the Rogue One toys were even better. The Saw Gerrera figure is one of the best toys I've ever seen in my life. And they got better. And then when Last Jedi came out, they like didn't release 
any of the most interesting designs. You know, they're like, here's everybody in their in their black and their brown. And they're great figures. Like the General Hux from Last Jedi is excellent. And then episode nine comes out and we have a million people to make a toy of. We don't even get Poe in his freaking adventure gear. We don't get Uncharted Poe. Like, and how do we not it's get so old man bizarre. Lando? Like, it's just, it, it, it hurts. And I know there's licensing and cost reasons why they've moved away from three and three quarters when it comes to Star Wars specifically. I get all that. I'm still mad. I'm still sad. Yeah, it's a real bummer. It's one of the things that was so great about the line as a little kid was how you would go to the store and there would just be new figures because they were always putting out these three and three quarter inch figures. And it's and to me that that that's an action figure. I'm you know a lot of people like He Man. It that's an action figure. You know, like everyone's got their epitome of an action figure. And for me, it's three and three quarter star Wars. And, you know, whether, and, and, you know, it's something you guys brought up when we were like prepping for this was the slight improvement in articulation on the episode one figures. And, um, and I, and I thought it was good because it wasn't too much, you know, they kept it simple, a little bit of elbow, you know? And, mm-hmm. and um, in fact, my favorite, I don't know if we're jumping to favorites from the line yet, but yeah, it's let's do it. what are your favorites? <laughs> Just in relation to the articulation is the the Darth Maul that came with his speeder. So it came with a soft goods robe, and I can't stand soft goods. I have never liked cloth on my plastic. Uh, even when it's good, it's bad. <laughs> um, so I always took it off. Uh, it's, it's in a tub. But his knees bent. And even though his elbows were o- already kind of like in a permanent biking position, you could swivel the wrist to hold his lightsaber, but his knees bent. So this fool could flip and kick and kneel. And it was just like such a tiny thing that went such a long way with such an acrobatic character. And right. so that, so to just in speaking of the slight improvements in articulation, you know, they never used to bend the knee uh, for a seated figure. You know, it was like, no, we'll make the seat completely unrealistic so they can sit with their legs straight. Like that was I always the was, workaround. It was easier to do that also, than to change the figure. It was also one of the last times that I feel like we got like a lot of aliens. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, got, we eventually got almost every pod racer. Yeah, thanks um, to other lines, definitely. But even then, from the jump, we got Gascano right away. Like, who would have thought they would have made the the freaking six arm guy right away? To sell that video game, Episode One Racer needed to be sold. That's smart. That's because smart. it was great. It eventually. But I remember being upset in 99 that there wasn't a Ben Quadraneros. Oh, same. We didn't get him until like 2011. Yeah. It took a long time. And he's 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 the star of the entire film. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but but you're and so if you were to ask me, why do you like Star Wars? My immediate answer is aliens. It is just my favorite costumes and designs and blends of real life animals with you know like two things combined like Watto's like a camel and a taper and Sebulba's uh or no Sebulba's a camel and like so like it's just they mix these things and come up with something brand new and and there's so many sweet looking aliens in Phantom Menace and they just made a bunch of them we got Watto we got uh Lot Dodd and Newt Gunray uh You know, uh, we didn't just get Jar Jar. We got Captain Tarples. I think there's a Gungan warrior came with one of the mini rigs too, yep. which was cool. It was cool. The Phantom Menace line, they threw in some mini rigs. 
Uh, I was I, a Dungeon Warrior Army Builder in 99. Really? Oh, man, you were probably the only damn one. It would have been yeah, me. Man, if I, I had a car, I it would have been me and you. Oh, me I, too. to this day, love the Gungans. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, this is a good way to transition into our feelings about Jar Jar. Uh, I am a Jar Jar fan, uh, but I love all Gungans. <laughs> Uh, so I love the design because it reminds me of uh, what is the dinosaur that had the duck bill and the big, yeah, big, yeah, uh, yeah, a, a patasaurus maybe. I'm not no diplodoc. I don't know. I, I'm bad Something with Something like that. One of them spit at me at Universal Studios yesterday. Um, but but it's, <laughs> so it reminds me of one of my all time favorite dinosaurs. And then like what's funny, and now I kind of understand it's almost a bit. You know, there's a, a little bit of a little bit of thievery here, but like them in Naboo looking like Dinotopia. Like it just all had this familiar, but better look. And so the Gungans were like my favorite. There's this stupid meme that goes around. Would you rather sound like Jar Jar or look like Jar Jar? I'm like, that guy could jump like 25 feet in the air and do a flip. (laughs) He can swim. I can't swim. Uh, He's got giant. Like I was like, yeah, I want to look like it. I would super want to look like a Gungan. I was just looking at, one of the biggest parts of this collection, which was the Comtech chips and your like dog tag necklace you've made. I feel like if you're ever in a Wolverine type scenario, you'll just have those now. And that's how we'll have to communicate. How, do I, you I, like the context? Talk about it. No, I have. So, okay. I, I, I say I'm never really let down by the things I like. Cause I'm just not, and I'm not even a positive guy. I'm super negative, super pessimistic. But the things I like just don't let me down. They never have. And I remember being incredibly let down when I finally played Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. I hated it. I hated it. I was just so mad. I hated it. But my original greatest letdown was the Comtech chip. I opened that bad boy on my birthday. And I was like, oh, I've got this. I was like, I can't wait to hear this. I was like, oh, we're going to start. With, I was like, where's Qui-Gon? Where's Qui-Gon? And then he just trained the boy. And I was like, what? Let me try somebody else. Let me, let me, let me, let me try an alien. It was just crap. It was just muffled crap. It sounded like (laughs) it sounded like like a like a mid-90s computer automating voice. And there was very like there was not even real differences between the humans. It was like one guy did it all. He's like, I got this, guys. I got this. It was just the quality was so bad. And I and was so unnecessary. So yeah, and like to me, I was like, you know, I don't I don't like sound. Uh like I don't like sound features. I don't really care about light up stuff unless it's like really well hidden, like the button. Um, and I hate action features. I don't want to see a button on my toys, like period. I don't want levers, I don't want buttons, I just hate it. But but with this, I was like, well, this is kind of subtle because I can like stand him over here, bust out that sig line from the movie. And and then like it just it just sucked. And I was like, well, this sucks so bad that I love part of it. I love the chip itself. I just think it's neat. Uh, I remember when the Power of the Force 2 uh, started coming with the freeze frames. I was uh, with this. The, or, yeah, they had, or they had the, the movable yeah. one and then they had the freeze frames. And I was like, OK, so I get a little something. And just over the years, you know, anytime I get a, a Comtech chip, I just throw it on the, throw on the old chain 
And um, I hope one day that somebody finds them uh, in the future, thinks they're like dog tags of like <laughs> military from the past. And they're like, what a diverse military of aliens and, and Scottish actors. <laughs> Like, there has I, to be someone out there that's like really into collecting Comtech chips. Like oh, they I have know. unreleased ones and they it's their thing. It spoke to them. But I did see uh, someone yeah, it, they like, made like a folder for it. Like they have like they have it in like a really nice binder. And it I don't know what they were using. It was I think it was some kind of video game um sleeves that I think they it modified. Was old Game Boy Advance cartridge holder. I think so. Buy, like, like binders and slip the same... them in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I saw somebody who had uh, every single uh, Comtech chip, including the the unreleased ones and variations on ones that were released. Like this dude wow. had like hard hard copies of uh, the one that didn't come with the destroyer droid. Like, like it was like I don't remember what which ones were specific, but there's some Comtech chips, and they were going to keep it going, and it was supposed to improve. There was going to be a second reader that did more and was able to read more off one chip. Like they had improved it quickly, but everybody hated it. And they're like, throw it away. Yeah. It always like delayed my fun because I just wanted to have like Luke and Darth Maul fight because that'll never happen. Yeah. I didn't want to have to be like, ha attack. Ah, me too. And then like hit a button and have this like, I just, I'm like, I can say it better in my head and we can just keep going. It yeah, felt like yeah. stopping a camera on a film shoot to be like it, the dialogue's broken. Yeah, it's just it's it's a weird extra step that especially I think at ages nine and eleven, like we were like your play pattern is like, I got this. Like it's I think when you like as someone who always never never stopped playing with toys, even now I play. Um it, it's weird how I think my confidence as a kid changed the way I collected, you know, like, I don't need that. I got this. I've got this guy and he looks enough like him that I can pretend. It was or the like, toy and, equivalent of every video game intro. That's like, is this your first Zelda game? And you're like, oh. no. And they're like, great. We will tell you what rupees are for 45 minutes. Yep, exactly. It's that handholding that you don't need, especially in the, with the freedom of imagination of toys. I don't need my handheld. Don't do it for me. I'll do it. Yeah. It like, let very, me do it. Let me do a really bad Watto impression alone in my room in sixth grade, okay? Like, I don't need your help. I would also buy a six-inch Black Series Watto if they made that. That Yep, Watto is another must-have. And, um, like, like to me, like, man, just just Boss Nass, Watto, Jar Jar, Saboba, every pod racer. Um, I you know who I really like, and I actually still to this day do not have his figure, Captain Panaka. Oh yeah, yeah. I love their just that leather uniform and that weird mix of blue and dark red. I really like the Naboo soldier figure. That's a really good figure. Not not the guard. Uh, that's got like a weird like he's got like old timey director pants on and like uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And like a cap, I forget what, uh, where is he? Where is, right? Let's see. Mon Rebel Scum. Naboo Royal Security. It's a good toy, but he's, you know, he's wearing like, you know, puffy director pants and, and, and like a skirt. But then the, the, uh, Naboo Royal Guard has like a dope helmet. He's pointing his gun. 
he's got like a cool like leather top on i don't know it's just some of the naboo stuff is just really really cool looking well it's like you said at the top it's all very toyetic like i think i, I don't mm-hmm. want to compare the tri- the trilogies too much but one thing that i appreciate more about the prequels now is the ship design and the toys of those ships because you got to force awakens and they were like well the x-wing is black and orange now yep and i was yep. like not good enough guys i want new things this galaxy has had 30 years to innovate innovate i i, I agree i think if we were to rank them, I mean, prequels was clearly the most toyetic. And I think obviously a lot of that comes on the back of, well, you know, we changed the world with the last trilogy and toys in terms of marketing and profits. Let's do it again, but even more. And it makes me think like, that's why they had the pod race. We're going to introduce 25 toys to you right now. Oh, the whole movie. It was like how they did cartoons in the eighties. They were just advertising toys, Mm -hmm. but yep. Speaking of advertising toys, I think one of the big things we haven't touched on is how this wave kicked off, which was sort of the passing of the baton of power of the force with this mail-in mace oh, yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that I have that mace window. I saw it in your photo and I was immediately very jealous. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, that's not my original. I did have to replace that one. I had to, uh, oh, I don't know where you guys went. There you go. Um, uh, that, that was a replacement. I, I don't know why I just cannot find, uh, I, I typically don't lose too many toys. Um, and so I just don't know where my original went. So I found one, I found one for like a dollar at the swap meet. And I was like, he's got the blue saber. Like there's nothing more beautiful than an incorrect toy. You know, <laughs> well, that was, there was such a weird era where like the trivia that everybody either knew or were amazed by was that Mace Windu originally had this blue lightsaber. Oh, yeah. And I and, you feel know, like that was my recess trivia for a while of like, no, 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 guys, it's there. Yeah, my uncle no. who works at Nintendo told me about it. That 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 was definitely the uh, the like gotcha kind of like information like, oh, well, did you know? When episode two came out and everyone bought his purple one was dope. I was just like, yeah, but guess what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I had know? to. <laughs> Did you know? And I think you, you had mentioned, too, was the um, the the other preview figure was the battle droid. Yeah. And I yeah. if if I remember right. Yeah, definitely. The very, 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 very first episode one imagery I saw was it was a battle droid. Um I don't think it was the concept art of it on that same vehicle or a similar vehicle, but it was, it was a battle droid was definitely the first piece I saw anywhere. And I I'm trying to remember if it was in a magazine or if it was in um in a bookstore or something, but yeah, I remember seeing a battle droid being like, like, Whoa, you know, that preview piece was like really interesting to me because you had the battle droid and you had its uh, thing that it was on. And like speeder, and it, it it came out so early that yeah, like 90... it was such a preview and look at like, and we've never seen anything like the battle droid before. No, like today, I feel like it would be a, something like usually when they do these preview toys today, it's just like a trooper now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. seeing this character that we've never seen anything like was really really interesting and we hadn't really seen like even the backdrop the naboo backdrop was interesting yeah the swamp like a different swamp (laughs) yeah before we stop talking about the toys though i would like to point out how some of the late 
the, the collection three of the of the singles uh, were actually pretty tough to find just because the buzz had died and they they just you know nobody was buying a lot of stock of them. But I just uh, just last year, no, this year, finally got my collection three, and the people listening can't see it, but everyone else can. This glorious Co Bibble figure. Oh, I love that figure. I have wanted him and Captain Panaka. And and Captain Panaka, not having him was just, you know, me like, oh, you can have a pod racer or you can have two figures. I'll take a pod racer. That's the only reason I didn't end up with him and I can't seem to find it. But I finally found a CO Bibble. He was only $5 instead of the usual 18 to 30 And I had to buy it. And he is gorgeous. And you wouldn't even believe. And, and it's a it's a really, really strong example of how good these figures were, not just for the time, but this but this guy blends right in with the quality of the sculpts of Solo and Rogue One, you know, other than the flat colors because of the just the design. Like, this is a great figure. And there was so many standout figures in the episode one line, so many fun vehicles. It's just a super fun line. It's really, really cheap to, to start and collect. You can get mint, beautiful carded figures for five to 10 bucks especially the common ones. And I, and if, if you love 1999, like we clearly did seeing one of those for a couple bucks and grabbing it and opening it and holding the comm chip with nothing to put it on because you don't have the other crap. It just, it feels good. Go buy a Phantom Menace figure, go buy one. I don't, I don't know what you want. If you don't want bears with spears, if you don't want four armed aliens, whose pod rations don't work. Like I just, I don't know what you want. If you don't want a monkey fixing a, Sith helmet in space. I don't know what you want. Listen, the explosive words and sounds of the Star Wars context system. Imagine yourself in the movie. I sense a disturbance in the Force. May the Force be with you. You join me. You will be a Jedi. I promise. You have been well trained. You haven't experienced Star Wars until you've experienced ComTech. Where can people find it? Um, you can find me. I'm incredibly active on both Twitter and Instagram at Yumabuma, Y-U-M-A-B-O-O-M-A on Instagram. Um, I try to post uh, the new toys I get. I do a Toy Tuesday almost every Tuesday unless I haven't gotten anything new or if I'm posting Tag Team Tuesday because, of course, I'm always going to be promoting my intergalactic pro wrestling adventures, teaming with my uh, best friend and tag team partner of 12 years now, uh, BHK. We are the Rock Nest Monsters. We're the greatest tag team in the galaxy, and we'll be right here in action in, uh, in Southern California here in just a month, and I can't wait. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, thanks so much for doing it, man. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Of course, you can leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever else you find and listen to your podcast. And then follow us for more updates on Twitter and Instagram at How Do You Figure PC. I'm at, as always, Blake, and Justin is at Tournament of Nerds on Twitter. You can follow both of those accounts. I do a couple other podcasts. Hollywood already did it, which has several different movie podcasts, some featuring reboots, remakes, and sequels. Some pairing up the Marvel Disney Plus shows with a history of whatever genre that's in. And another one called You Can't Do That Anymore about movies that might have problems for a modern audience. We'll see you guys next week.